0: writing the senior thesis is one of the quintessential Princeton experiences. Months of research and exploration come together in a single document. In this episode of Pawtracks, two alumni share their thesis memories. We begin with Christine Galeb, class of 2008, who wrote her thesis about Chaucer's Canterbury Tales.
1: I've always loved reading and I've loved fairy tales and fables and kind of the whole literature world has always intrigued me. So I specifically chose Princeton as an undergraduate school because I wanted to write the thesis. Junior year I took um, a few seminars with Professor Sarah Anderson. I loved every minute of working with her. Um, So that process started with my junior seminar. I studied abroad in the spring. I went to St. Andrews in Scotland, and just like we're Skyping now, I would Skype with Sarah very frequently to focus on my research, which started with C.S. Lewis and the Chronicles of Narnia, and then slowly kind of merged back into the classics, uh, a lot of Latin, a lot of Middle English, a lot of Chaucer, um, and then focused specifically this summer between my junior and senior year on the Canterbury Tales, I think once someone starts reading Chaucer, they never want to stop. Um, I should speak in I statements though. Once I started reading Chaucer, I never wanted to stop. So I did a lot of research in St. Andrews over the summer between the two, the junior spring and the senior fall. And then my carol and Firestone Library during my senior year (laughs) was my home. When you move in to a carol, you move into a carol. (laughs) Uh, Don't tell the Firestone staff, but we definitely brought dinner into that carol. (laughs) I was surrounded by thousands of books on Chaucer and everything was right there. So I didn't have to move and relocate and then take my thousand books with me. I knew exactly where the books were. I could just be writing and then reach and get my book, open the page, put it back, grab the other book in the other stack, put it down, find another book. So, that experience was very um, contained, I guess is a good word. <laughs> Everything I needed was in that carol, and there was absolutely no reason to leave. It was a very intellectual experience, and there's a lot of comfort in, you know, as a writer, you find a place and you constantly seek inspiration from places. Uh, so, the whole act of writing the thesis and researching is tied very much to the place in which I did that. I tend to uh, write a lot, and with Chaucer, I'm not the first person to write about Chaucer. I certainly won't be the last. So I remember Sarah saying, you know, your thesis has a page limit, and you can't go over it, so you need to start cutting, (laughs) and and that was heartbreaking to me because that was— I would turn in chapters and chapters and chapters, and she said, you know, you're not writing a dissertation. You're writing an undergraduate thesis. Um, But I think that little exchange was a testament to how much she inspired me to go beyond the kind of level one analysis or the, oh, here, I'm just writing this paper to turn it in. But her comments and her feedback, which there were a lot of comments and a lot of feedback, um, really inspired me to not settle with kind of a subpar version of my work. She pushed me to develop something that I was really proud of um, and to cut a lot of words. There is no feeling in the world such as the feeling as holding a work that really is your baby that you've, you've become so familiar with and invested so much into this and holding it in its bound copy. I think that's a very gratifying feeling and I was very proud of my work. I was proud of the relationships that had gotten me to that work and proud of, kind of the whole experience of writing it.
0: Tim James, class of 1978, was a reporter for the Daily Princetonian and for his politics thesis he ventured away from the archives to interview some of the elected officials he was writing about. With memorable results.
2: My thesis, the subject of my thesis, was the New York State Liberal Party, and it's the, I guess I guess its strategy for affecting um, for affecting politics through its mainly through its influence on the major parties, on the Democrats and the Republicans, uh, by at different times aligning different ways. I remember, I interviewed, very memorable day in my life, I interviewed Henry Stern, who was a, um, he was a member of the Liberal Party. He was a, I was, I knew who he was already. He was a a city councilman from Manhattan who'd gotten elected as a councilman at large on the Liberal Party line. At that time, New York City had had in addition to 33, I think, you know, district seats had ten council members at large, two from each borough, and, and, you, and each party could only run one. So it was a guarantee of minority party representation, which mostly would, you would expect to mean Republicans, but it, it, certainly in Manhattan it, it could be a Liberal Party member instead. And he had been, he was elected, in, he had been elected in 73 uh, and then was reelected in 77. I interviewed him in February of 78, and I would later work for him. Um, And my, actually my my interview with Henry Stern, it's funny, I was very annoyed with him at the time, because he, you know, when I said, you know, somebody agreed to be interviewed by me, I pictured he's going to dedicate an hour an hour and a half to just talking with me. Um, And he's a very hyperactive kind of guy. He doesn't, he doesn't, he, he doesn't spend an hour focusing on one thing ever, as I now would later know. And really what happened was we went, I spent quite a few hours with him, as we, as he went through the paces of his day and as he could would talk to me for five minutes here 15 minutes there take another phone call you know turn back talk to me what were we talking about and i was very annoyed by it at the time but afterward i realized what an amazing day it be been. i i may remember that day better than any day in my life the number of different discrete uh, here i was i was i was 21 now i was very interested in politics you know had followed it a lot you know, in the newspaper, you know, in, through in the news, whether newspapers or the you know or the TV news, um, through um, been, had been involved already. You know, to, you know, to 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 a limited extent, obviously, and th- but this was the first time I'd ever spent a day with a working politician. You know, and 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 wa- went right through his day and the things that he was that he was, and he was dealing with a lot because he was he was in an interesting position then because. This was February seventy-eight, so it's the second month of Ed Koch's administration, and Henry Stern, who was had in the previous mayoralty under Abe Beam, had been a kind of had been a how shall I say kind of a professional outsider. He and he and Ed Koch were good friends. So, all of a sudden, he was an insider and a player, and much more. So, there were things that happened that day. We actually went over to City Hall. There was a little sort of behind the scenes stuff at City Hall. And he actually brought me, he, he drew me into a discussion with one of the aides at City Hall. I said something to him. About, he told me about a situation going on then. And I made a comment about, gee, one way that, that actually they might handle it, actually making a kind of analogy to to some advice that, to the way. Bobby Kennedy had suggested handling something during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And Henry thought that was great. And he went back to the aide and said, Here, I, you know, I want you to hear what Tim thinks about this, about how you might handle it. Anyway, so it was, it was very, you know, actually, anyway, so in retrospect, it was a very memorable, memorable day that came from yeah. doing my thesis. And at the end of the day, I remember the last, Henry sort of escorted me out to the elevator outside his office and said, um, and He knew I was graduating. And he said, uh, I, you know, I, I imagine I'll be, I don't know if he said hearing from your hearing, I think he said hearing about you. But in fact, a few months later, I was working for another, another New York City council member on that same floor and attending meetings in his office. and So uh, as that, that happened. And then later, I worked for him at the New York City Parks Department in the 90s.
0: Our thanks to Tim James and Christine Galeb for sharing their stories. Brett Tomlinson produced this episode. The music is licensed from FirstCom Music.